Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord God, for what you have done, Father. Thank you, God, for what you are doing, Lord God. Thank you for what you're about to do, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your greatness, Lord God. So this morning, I would like us, like each one of you guys to join me this morning because we're going to focus on God's greatness this morning. Amen? So I'm going to be focusing from Psalms 145 this morning, and we're going to pray through that. So amen? Because God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen? He is great and greatly to be praised. And he wants to hear the praises from our lips this morning. Amen? My heart explodes with praise to you. Come on, let our heart explode with praises to God this morning. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We thank you.
adore him, how he's been faithful, how he's been good. Just continue to tell the Lord, tell the Lord how good he's been, how good he's been to you, all the great things he has done. Let's praise the Lord. Let's bless his name. Let's give him thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. waking us up this morning we thank you God for another day to live for you we thank you God for peace in our mind we thank you God that none of us are in the hospital right now we thank you God for protecting our families we thank you God for protecting our children while they're in school, we thank you, God, for putting a roof over our head. We thank you, God, for putting clothes on us, God. We thank you, God, for feeding us Jesus. We thank you, God, for giving us something to drink, God. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a place to be in your house right now in this cold you give us heat to god we thank you god there's so more there's so much there's so much reasons there's so many reasons there's so many reasons to be thankful we thank you god we thank you god come on i'm gonna give you one more minute to give god a thanks to give god a praise to thank him for all God that turns things around. You're a God that turns things around for our good. No matter what we're going through, God, your promise to us is that it will work for our good. It will all work out for our good. And we thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, yeah. We thank you, Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praying, God, 
Turn it around. Yeah. God, turn it around. 
around for us. So we're declaring who you are. And we know that you're a way maker. We know that you're a miracle worker. We know that you're a promise I worship you. 
been a way maker to if you know that he's a miracle word if you know 
know that he's kept his promises to you if you know that he's been faithful to you if you know that he's provided for you if you know that he's protected you from something come on and give god a praise in this place if you know that he's been good to you my god Maker God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we are just so grateful and we honor you today, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. So glad to see all of your wonderful faces in God's house this morning. Thank you. My name is Shauna Ellis. I am the executive pastor of PT. And I just wanted to extend a great big welcome to everyone and to our online family, welcome. So happy to have you here. And on top of that, we wanna extend a great big special welcome to the new people, to our visitors that we have here today. We don't wanna, we don't wanna ask you to say anything. You don't have to give your life story right now at this moment, but we wanna get connected with you. So we're gonna just ask you, if you're new, first time here, just stand and you'll get a special gift from us. And to our online family, if you're new, just drop your name in the chat so we can extend a great special welcome to you. So happy to have you here. So happy. And with that, we have a special welcome song for you. So everyone join me in singing our welcome song. to go to a 
space that I call the great space, offering time, which is a wonderful time, time to give back a portion of what God has given to you so that we can further his kingdom work. So I'll pray for the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for this new day, and thank you for how you are using us and how you are using us to build your kingdom. Father, just allow us to give a portion of what you have given to us so that we can further your kingdom work, Father. Bless us indeed. Take everything that we have and multiply it. And Father, for those who don't have to give, pour out an extra special blessing upon them so they can have to give another time. All these things through your son, Jesus, in the matchless, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. family please stand to your feet for the presence of the Lord is here amen do you feel the presence of the Lord right now all right come on come on and clap your hands wherever you are
beating. They're like, we're going to whoop you for the last 20 years. <laughs> that, that, that you tormented us with Brady. But this is what is interesting. How many of you are a fan of Jesus? You're, you're a fan of Jesus. You're, any fans of Jesus? Wow, that's a, is, any of you a fan of Jesus? Now, sometimes we hear that word fan so often that we forget that the word fan means fanatic. Watching that game 
That stadium looked so cold that I was shivering in my house. Only kidding. And they didn't care because they were fanatics. People were screaming. People were getting behind the uh, rails and banging it. And the reason why they were banging it is because they wanted to make sure that the enemy, which is the Patriots, couldn't call out their signals. What am I saying? I'm saying that the more we praise God, our praise creates a confusion in the camp of the enemy. I'm a fan of Jesus. I'm a, I'm a, are you a fan of Jesus? If he stopped blessing you right now, you already got more than what you deserve. And what we have here, uh, so, so what I need you to do is, is move your body. I know that your mouths are, 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 are kind of muffled, but you can clap your hands.
Where are my men? I want the men to say, I can feel the presence of the Lord. And I want the women to say, and I'm going to get my blessing All right. right now. All right. So again, men, I can feel no, 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 no. Men, I can feel the presence of the Lord and ladies, and I'm going to get my blessing right now. Now, when you say it, you've got to say it as if somebody's keeping your blessing away. Like if that was, this is my daughter, so don't freak out. That thing with no math, this is my daughter. And she lives with me. So, if this was my mic, then I'm going to get my blessing right now. So, men, come on, man. I can feel the presence of the Lord, and I'm going to get my blessing right now. I can feel the presence of the Lord, and I'm going to get my blessing right now. I can feel the presence of the Lord.
Hallelujah. 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 For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Oh, yes. Sing it in your home online. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you sound beautiful. Everybody sing. Hallelujah. Everybody sing Hallelujah. He's holy. Holy. He's holy. Holy. Are you love God? Thank you for your presence. How can we not say that you're worthy? We thank you because this year is a good year. It is not going to be a good year. It is a good year. And we declare it from our lips. I pray, Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts at this moment, whether we're in the room or online or listening to the recording or watching it on YouTube later on, let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance that is in each of us who are your saints. Help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And Lord, in addition to Ephesians chapter 1, I also borrow the words of the Apostle Paul in, the, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be with demonstration of your Holy Spirit and power that nobody's faith will rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you take your seat, give the person next to you a little elbow and say it's good to see and be with you this morning. Praise the name of the Lord.
Well, praise the name of the Lord, and it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It is good to be in God's house. It is good, especially if you haven't been in the house, it's good to be in God's house. Praise the Lord. Ah, well, we have a lot. I think we have a lot to do this morning. I'm not sure. But just want to praise God for his goodness and praise God for you in the room and those of you who are watching online. Again, I just got to, I just have to give God praise because he is so good to us folks. I think two days, I think I believe it was two days ago. Uh, is it two days ago, Paul? Two days ago, Friday, we paid off the $722,000 balance on this building. We are debt free. As of today, we are debt free. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And even as I got the news and was worshiping, I heard the Lord say to me, Brian, if I can do it for my house, I can do it for your house. Amen. Can anybody say, I received that? Amen. Student loans paid off, huh? Cars paid off, huh? Mortgages paid off. Your house, your house, your house, your house. Somebody, somebody ought to praise him. Give him a praise on credit. Your house. Imagine what you can do for the kingdom of God if you had no more student loans. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may say, well, Bishop, you know, it's easy for you to, you know, that's a, that's a tall, that's a, that's a tall cap, tall cast, a tall task. And I, I, I believe this day is like the days when Elijah, Elijah was, um, he was challenging the, um, the, uh, the prophets of Baal. And he said, the God who answers by fire, he shall be God. And after the false prophets did not get their God to answer uh, the call of, of, of uh, fire, when Elijah's turn came, if remember, he poured 12 buckets of water on the altar to make sure that people understood, I am preaching already for some of you, that when God sent fire, it wouldn't be luck. For some of you, God is making your situation so terrible, so challenging, that when he comes through, nobody will get the credit but God. I'm here to report to you that in the midst of a pandemic, and in the midst of at least one of my daughters being jobless all 2020, I believe, it's 2021, that God has made my daughters, Vanessa and Jessica, during this pandemic, debt-free. Are you hearing me? Debt, you all ain't hearing me. 
I'm, their cars are paid off. Their college loan, they owe nothing in the pandemic. I'm telling you, tell somebody God's going to do it for me. He's going to, I'm telling you, he is waiting for things. So I want to encourage you because you may say, Bishop, you don't understand how bad things are. God is like saying, he's like, he's, he's treating you like Gideon. You started out with 22,000. 12,000 left, so now you only have 10,000 against 300,000, and God is still saying that's too much. And God is like saying to somebody, you know, it's not bad enough yet. And you're like, God, how worse can it get? He says, don't worry. It's, I want it to get to a place that when I turn it around, you don't give anybody the credit but God. And, 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 and I believe that some of you all, one Sunday morning, you're going you, 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 you're to run around here like a wild person. And others will be wondering, well, what's all that about? But you know what? I know what happened. I know what happened, that God waited to turn it around. Amen. Amen. Tell the person next to you under that mask, that's me. That's me. That, that's me. That's me. That's me. We are going to be going on uh, three one-week consecrations, and rather than give you a 21-day straight consecration like we usually do, because, um, well, I can't speak for you, but I, I'm, I'm not ready mentally to do 21 days, so. Uh, amen, 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 amen. I've taught myself, amen, amen. I'm Connell, I'm, Amen. Uh, so we're going to start, we're going to have three consecrations, uh, one week. The first one will start January 31st, and we'll go through February 6th. And then we'll do one first week in March, and the other one the first full week in April. So uh, get your stomachs and all that stuff ready uh, to be denied. Amen. Amen. I want to uh, also acknowledge this weekend being the, uh, the weekend that we commemorate and celebrate the, the sacrifice and eventually the sacrifice of his life, uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. So just want to honor his memory. And the, the struggle is still real. You, you, think, you think we'd be a lot further than we are right now, but we just uh, want to make sure that that's acknowledged. Um, Acts chapter 4, verse 23, 24, 31, and 33. I want to talk to you about the 5G church, part two. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them, so when they heard that, they raised their voice to, the, to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together, not the place where they met, but the place where they were assembled together were shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness Verse 33, and great grace was upon them. Again, I want to speak to you on the subject, the 5G 
church part two and we'll do one more part and be completed if the Lord will. Uh, this all started, I'm not going to go through, you can listen to the previous messages. Uh, this all started because a broken life, a man, was restored at the 3 p.m. press service. He was uh, lame, he was physically handicapped, he couldn't walk for, for probably decades, and Peter and John, as they were going to prayer at the normal 3 p.m. hour, they, by the name and the reputation of Jesus, healed this man so that he could walk, and next thing you know, the prayer meeting was disrupted, and 5,000 men alone gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. And, and as a church, our mission is to restore broken lives. It's our mission. And um, I want those of you who are on the chat right now, uh, as you see this image, Restoring Broken Lives, uh, just put in the chat, you know, what, when you see this picture, when you see this image, how does it make you feel when it comes to the mission of our church, which is restoring broken lives? And as I said to you before, there are two kinds of brokenness. There is brokenness in the sense that, for example, if, you, if you've been in a car accident and your car got totaled, and that has happened uh, to one of uh, my family members, the car got totaled, you can see the damage, you can see it's, you know, the taillights falling off and the door smashed in, you can clearly see that is broken. But there's also another kind of brokenness of, of sometimes when you go to a copier machine or a vending machine and you put your money in or and it, it looks like it works, uh, but when you put your money in, it, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And many times, for example, even a copy machine, uh, you press the buttons and nothing's working. You don't see anything physically broken, but you will see the sign out of order. And what I'm saying is that brokenness sometimes is on the inside where you look good on the outside. You look like things, like you have things together, but you're out of order on the inside. And I believe that God is using our church to, to by his, you know, we, we, are, we are the glove on God's hand to touch lives so that people's lives can be in order. And what's being in order? Being in order is simply being what God has created you to be. There's some of you who have a dream in your heart that God wants you to, to have a... person happened in this church or God uh, taking his hand and putting his hand in the glove of somebody's life in this church to touch your life to get you to where you want to go are you with me so far and so that's our mission restore broken lives and we were talking about the fact that uh, in this season God wants us to be a 5g church and uh, uh, someone sent me a someone sent me a DVD Lord, I'm a DVD dated 20, October 2011, 10 years ago, of, of my having preached this message 
on a 5G church. So if you've been here over 10 years, then you would have heard at least the title before, but it's probably a little bit different. But I really feel like this season that God is saying, speak to the church again about, I want you to be a 5G church. And what is, again, uh, what is, again, a 5G church? Well, first of all, we know that uh, cell phones are uh, you know, 1G, which means first generation. 2G is second generation. 3G is third generation. This is a 3G phone right here. Uh, and I shared last week, I remember when these first came out, boy, we were like, ooh, man, it even slides. And you have button. Like, we really, you know, this was huge to have a keyboard on a, on a cell phone. Uh, one of, a couple of the uh, young people, like young, young people, came up and to me and they were like, can I touch it? Can I, they, this, was like, this was like a part of history. <laughs> I felt like, felt like I was on a history channel. <laughs> but this, this is a 3G phone, and what does that mean? Well, this phone is able, it, 3G came out in 2001. And what a, what a 3G phone is, it, it is able to process uh, 2 million bytes per second. 2 million bytes per second, which, which simply meant that now, at this time, how many of you ever had like the first kind of cell phone that came out where all the characters were green? Anybody remember that? They, oh, yeah, thank you. That means we're, we're old. Green. Green, like, and anyways, color was like, uh, <laughs> color? Are you kidding me? So this process is 2 million bytes per second, and 2 million bytes per second. And I'll tell you what that means in, in a moment. But what, ends, what, but what those 2 million bytes per second ended up being, like in, any of you who are you know, born after after, you know, born in this, in this century, Lord have mercy. Um, if, you were, if, you were, if you were born in this century, you wouldn't realize that this phone, 3G, was the first phone that you can actually get email to your phone. You didn't have to sit in front of a uh, desktop computer. You could actually get it through your phone. And actually, there was also global... Uh, roaming, meaning that you can, you can uh, email somebody uh, from here in Japan or in Europe because they went up to 3G. And then they went up to 4G, and that's fourth generation. And then now we're in 5G. And so I have this uh, wonderful uh, 5G phone, and you could see the difference. And... And you say, well, what's the difference? Well, the 5G, that came out in 2019. And you may say, I came to church and had a computer lesson. No, but this is going to make sense to you. So the 5G processes 60 million bytes per second. And you may say, well, what, what does that mean? So loosely put, Let's, a byte is a character. Are you following me? So if you had to spell out the word faith, faith, the word faith 
would consist of how many bytes? F A I T H. That's a hint class. <laughs> Five bytes. You say, okay, so what does that mean? So what that means is on this phone, the word faith can be processed at, Lord have mercy. The word faith can be processed, I did not write this down on my notes, I cannot believe it. But anyways, yeah, the word faith can be processed 400,000 times in a second. Faith, 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 faith. 400,000. On this phone, on this phone, the word faith can be processed 12 million times in a second. And you may say, what does that mean? That means that on this phone, you are able to now to get streaming. Some of you are not old enough to remember that when Netflix first came out, you can get your DVDs through the mail. Ooh. And we thought that was really special. No more, no more walking to Blockbusters or Hollywood. Of course, anybody who was born after 2000, like, what's a Hollywood and a Blockbuster? Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I was excited. All you had to do was put your DVD in an envelope, put it in the mail, and it would have come back to you. But then they came out with streaming where it comes directly to your device. The 5G also, and, and this will help you young people when you say, oh, I'm glad now that they created 5G, because 5G is responsible for uh, you and us now being able to have social media. 4G and 5G, meaning that now you have TikTok and, and YouTube and all the other uh, slingshots and you know, hula hoops and all, all the things that are that, that you can use on your phone. The other thing about these is, is and I know uh, the, last, the last video game I played, I think, was Space Invaders uh, and you know, Mrs. Pac-Man, so that's how long ago. I couldn't even play some of the games, NBA and Madden. Madden, I never did that. But they make the characters, the graphics are so amazing now because of the, 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 the capacity, of the processing capacity, that sometimes the games look actually re like real people. What are you saying all this for, Bishop? I'm saying that at, at 5G, at 5G, um, the, the processing speed is faster and and because the processing speed is faster, this phone is like a walking computer. I, unfortunately, I preached this message Sunday. And between Sunday and today, I ended up uh, getting my wife a phone. And she used the word against me. <laughs> You preaching about 5G and I got this busted up phone. How about that? 
No, she didn't say that. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but I did have to get her a new phone. <laughs> and uh, hold it up, honey, so that that way people know that uh, I, I might as well milk this for all I can get out of it. You know? I'm not a believer that the Lord who sees in secret shall reward the openly. I want my reward right now. Make sure they can see it on, uh, on live stream. Okay, okay. But the difference between 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, and 5 generation, and this is what I'm getting at, it's about processing speed. It's about things being done quicker. Because the one thing that we all hate when we're trying to watch a video or we're trying to listen to music, we all hate this image. Hopefully it's up there. We hate that. Can I get a witness? You, and you'll do one of two things. You'll either wait in frustration or you'll just move on. And what am I saying? I am saying that, oh, I won't say it. I'll ask you a question that way you won't get mad at me. But is God tired of watching the screens of our hearts buffer at the new thing. See, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for us. God is doing a new thing, watch this, but he cannot pour the new thing into a, an old, rigid heart and attitude. Turn your name and say, I hope that's not you. <laughs> Mark 2, verse 22, Jesus says, you can't put new wine into an old wineskin. In March, uh, we'll be celebrating 95 years being a church. 95 years, so in five years, we'll be a 100. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But if we remain as a 1G church, this church would not look like this. What do you mean? When I was a child growing up in this church, um, I'm 63 now, but I tell somebody he doesn't look that old. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe you do think so. That's fine, too. But... Uh, we, we, when I was growing up, Pentecostal Tabernacle was a black, West Indian, Barbadian church. Meaning that if you weren't from the island of Barbados, you probably would not feel welcomed in this church. I remember when uh, um, Elder Roy a Tufts college student and he got saved and came to visit PT and you visit you first time visitors you, you're 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 here in the good times yeah people singing da -da -da -da, welcome. when Elder Roy came the minister said well praise God we have a stranger in our midst And Elder Roy, he's sitting in his pew, 
he, he's sitting in his pew and he's looking back like, Who, who's a stranger? And he realized that everybody was looking at him. What am I saying? If we kept to that old wineskin, everybody who's white, Asian, and, none, and you black people are like, oh, I'm saying, no, 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 no. If you're from the South, if you Nigerian, which would be half our church, only kidding, uh, <laughs> Ghanaian, like, 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 if you were not, and you're like, oh, well, and, if, and some of you are like, well, I'm West Indian. No, no, no. If you're Jamaican or Trinidadian or Asian, no, Haitian, you, would be, you wouldn't be a part of this church. And, the, and, the, and the, the crazy thing is that we pray, God, send people from the South, send them from the U.S., send people. And God says, I'm sending them, but every time they're not Beijing, you... You speak in your... Oh, help, let, me just, let me just look at this more. You speak in your, um, your cultural code words so that people can't even understand what you're saying. And we in church have our cold words. We don't mean it, but we speak our own language. Uh-huh. Lady Common, you need to be covered by the blood. Uh, folks, if you've never been in church, <laughs> you'd be thinking, is that the... Is that the TV show True Blood? Is that like, what, what did it mean? But, you know, is this Satanism? Like, we, we use these terms. I remember Dr. Howard Hendrickson, he was a, a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, and he said, um, when he was, he, the preacher was saying, everybody needs to have a family altar. You know, family altar, which translated means you need to have a time of prayer with your family. But who would guess that? And so one guy came, he wasn't familiar with church, and he said, oh, excuse me, can you buy one of those at the Christian bookstore? We, we use these terms, and you can, let me, just, let me just look out into the virtual world so that there'll be no judgment. But we can get so caught up in our language that everything we say has to be translated. How's your day going? Oh, praise the Lord. How about just saying, my day is going well. English will do. <laughs> and folks, we are in such a season now where at least the number two religion in this city, maybe even num- number one, is none. So how much are we going to change? I'm not talking about compromise. Change so that we can process quicker the new thing God is doing. Oh, man. I did. <laughs> this is heavy. So I did our new partners class, where we call, we call our partners members. Did new members class, but we call it partners, yesterday. And it was virtual. And so there were some faces that were new and some faces that I saw. Do you realize we had somebody 
in the new partners class who lives in the country of Spain. And we, you need to come up here so I can slap you for Those of you who are not familiar, when I say something that's like, wow, that was good, Lord, I, I need to slap somebody five, so let's have five. Watch this while changing. Why didn't you fill out the application online? Well, the reason why I couldn't fill it out is because I couldn't fill out where it said, what state are you from? So because I couldn't put in a state because I live in Spain, the system would not accept my application. That's a bad word right there. Is your heart processing that you can't even accept what God has for you? Let me, let me look, let me look, let me look at the cross. Some of you all, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I know I want my husband to be six foot two and as dark as Hershey chocolate. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I have white chocolate for you. <laughs> you better preach, Holy Ghost. Oh, oh. <laughs> and so you're on the lookout for dark chocolate. And, and mad at God. What kind of church you want? Oh, I want a church where everybody's white, few chocolate people, few Asians, even a few Hispanics, and, but, but you know, you, you know I, I want to be around my people all oh, the other way, way around. I work with white people. I live in a neighborhood with white people. I go to school with white people. I need, I need my own space. Ooh, ooh, I, ooh Jeff, I felt like a Touch the third wire, third, the third rail. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, honey. Thank you, sister. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I think if, if you're reading the Psalms, I think that'd be a nice place to put the word Selah, which simply means pause. We need to stop buffing. What's buffing? Buffing is processing. Well, God speaks and see this is cold. I'm, I'm going to translate these words for those of you who weren't raised in church. When somebody usually says, I'm going to pray about it. 
Let me give you the translation. One, I didn't like what they said. Two, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this. Three, don't talk to me again. Or four, let me get five more confirmations. And so while we're buffing, God is moving to somebody else because he, can, he doesn't have time to wait for us to obey him. Some of you even now, you're buffing. As soon as I said the word fast, that is a four-letter word. <laughs> you're immediately thinking, oh my goodness, okay, what can I eat, what can I not eat? It's quiet in here. God is moving in such a state that he needs quicker obedience, quicker response. When God wants you to talk to somebody, minister to somebody, give to somebody, he needs you and I to respond quicker because he needs us to be 5G. I believe, our, I, I believe the reason why our walk with God is so black and white and so boring and all we're doing is emails and texting while somebody else is having life in full color is because that person, when God speaks, they respond. That's a heart issue. That's an attitude issue. Let me close. So what is 5G? 5G is a gathering church. It is a gateway church. It is a uh, giving church, a groundbreaking church, and a gracious church. And I want to spend a little time, uh, most of my time, on a gathering and a gracious church. So let me just move around very quickly. Are you still with me? So, so, so when we talk about a gathering church, the word, with, the word gather means to assemble or to join as one those that were previously separated. And so um, when we're talking about a gathering church, I believe God has called us to be a church that's not doing a solo act, but a church that's gathered with other churches. For example, on first Friday, February, uh, I believe it's February 4th, uh, churches from all over the city are gonna be gathered here with us to pray because God's attitude is, no, we, we thought first Friday was just for us. And as I'm, I pray with different pastoral groups and they say, you know, we need to get together for prayer. And I say, well, we have a thing called First Friday. Uh, if you'd like to use, if you'd like to gather with us and we can, we, can, we can surrender our First Friday for a greater gathering. In our mind, we thought First Fridays of prayer was just for us, but God was thinking bigger than us. And he said, and I had to process quickly. Do I want to just say, no, PT wants to have its own thing, or is God saying, I want it to be for the body of Christ? Gather. When, when, when Jesus, when the, when the disciples, uh, Peter and John, work with him here, I'm almost finished, uh, when, when, they, when they got out of prison in Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, which I didn't realize, it says they went to their own company, and I used to think that they, it means, it meant that they went to their, to the church, but they didn't go to the church. That word company means they went to their small group. They, and, and, and so when we think about this word gathering, who, who are you gathered with? 
Who are you gathered with? See, we have PT small groups. Who's your, who, who are your people? Who, who's your tribe? And I like this, that this is under the direction of Sister uh, Deidre Tao and, uh, and Elder Leon. Who, who are you gathered? Who, who, who are your ride and die folks? Who, who are the people that you can go to and, and say, okay, this is an example. Okay. What did I say? Okay, that way you, you all will think I'm still saved, even though I would be still saved. But who, who's the person you can go to and tell, not, not well, you know, the Lord has been so good. I just got a promotion. I just made Dean's list, but no, no, who, who's, the, who's the person you could say something like, well, I can't use, I'll use Elder Roy. Um, uh, yo, brother, I'm, I'm struggling with pornography. And they won't look at me like, well, what? You're a Christian. And know that when you get up to share publicly, they're not judging you just because you're struggling. See, that's why we hold secrets in the church. Can, can I trust you with the secret parts of my heart, knowing that e, either A, you're not going to tell somebody else, or B, our relationship is not going to change because I share this with you? We love that scripture in James chapter 5, verse 6, 8, 16, 18, where it says, Pray one for another that you might be healed. That's not what it says. It says, confess your faults. There's a, there's, there, there is so much little confession in the church and a whole lot of hiding. I shared this before and I'll share it again. I was in a pastor's meeting. Say pastors. A senior pastor's meeting. In a church, say in a church. And one pastor, he was so angry. He said, I am sick and tired, talking about his congregation, of these F-bomb people. And me and another pastor looked at each other like, I thought we were coming together to talk about Jesus. And I remember the Holy Spirit saying, rejoice that he said that. God? I was kind of waiting for the lightning to strike. <laughs> he said, rejoice that he said that because he felt safe enough that you all wouldn't go throughout the city. Don't go to his church. He's dropping F-bombs and it's not faith. Now, now, please, don't go away saying, oh, man, what a church. He, he, he endorses swearing in the church. No, that's not what I'm saying. Tell your person next to you, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> okay, okay. Jesus, have mercy. The point is, is that can you expose the weaknesses of your heart, the struggles in your marriage, the struggles raising children, the struggles in school, the struggle, just 
the struggles with your mind, just, just all the stuff that you know that if people knew you were struggling with this as a Christian, would they still welcome me in the gathering? Folks, let, let's be that kind of church. Repeat after me, Lord, help us to be a safe church for broken people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Talking about the gathering. Let me close with this, and then we'll pray. God, in this season of gathering and assembling, it's not a meeting. What am I saying? I am saying, okay, God, I, I, I facetiously talked about how Pentecostal Tabernacle was a West, West Indian church and really from the island of Barbados, which kind of made sense because when I was growing up, we used to have Christmas service at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. And for years, I'm like, who in the mess, I said mess, thought about having a 5 a.m. Christmas service in the winter in New England. I remember one time as a child, me and my brother, we came to church. It was in the middle of a snowstorm, and my father's Delta 88, the, 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 the trunk got locked, frozen, and our Christmas presents were in the trunk. And then I realized, as I got older, that, oh, this tradition came from Barbados. It is 70 degrees at 5 a.m. in Barbados. <laughs> the rooster is going, in Barbados. They're walking to church in sandals in Barbados. But we took that tradition here, and it makes no sense. But God has a vision of how PT is supposed to look. He has a vision. But he ends up giving us pieces. And so God sees this, but we see pieces. And so God in his wisdom, through the power of his Holy Spirit, come on, viewer, if you can help me here. He brings people here one at a time. Maybe he'll bring some Africans. Maybe he'll bring some Caucasians. And next scene, no, thank you. Give her a hand. And all of a sudden, he knows where the pieces are to be put. Thank you. God is going to start drawing pieces and people and he's going to gather his church 
If you notice, these, these pieces didn't put themselves in place. Let's stand. These pieces did not put themselves in their place. It was a hand that put the pieces into place. God is gathering his church together. And his hand through the power of the Holy Spirit is drawing people and putting them into places. I don't know what PT is supposed to look like. If you told me even five years ago that a person who lives in Spain wants to become a part of our church, I would be like, well, when you're coming to move to Massachusetts, God is trying to expand our hearts and minds for the gathering. He's going to start gathering people and putting people in spaces and places, irregardless to their age, irregardless to their culture, he is building his church. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, thank you for your patience. I want you just to take two minutes and just pray this prayer, however you want to pray it. If you're watching online, just, just ask the Lord, Lord, Make my heart new so that I'm ready for the new wine, the new move of your spirit that you want to do in my heart this year. You can say it however you want to say it, but I know I'm saying, God, I, I, I want a new heart. I don't want to put Pentecostalism or PT in a, in a box. What do you want to do, Lord Jesus? Open my heart, Lord. Lord, we never dreamed that we would open our church to be used by an Ethiopian congregation. And yet you spoke to us saying, do you realize that Cambridge has the largest Ethiopian population in the state of Massachusetts? I'm giving you this congregation as a gift for your other building, which you're not using, so that you can be a blessing to a body of Christ that's beyond Barbados, that's even beyond what you have. I, Brian, is your heart big enough to accommodate the new thing I'm doing with quick obedience? I believe God is about to open some amazing doors but will you be able to process it quick enough so that you don't miss the open door, the door of opportunity? Because while you're processing, could it be that you could lose an opportunity and look back and say, shucks. As many of you know, and then I'll pray. As many of you know, uh, 
Central uh, uh, Cambridge Community Fellowship Church, pastored by uh, Pastor Larry Kim, good friend of mine. We work together uh, as chaplains for the Cambridge Police Department. And Reverend Henry Johnson of First Baptist Church, which is right up the street, they came together at Asian congregation and a predominantly black congregation came together and started a new church called Central Square Church on June on Juneteenth to show the world that two different cultures and two races can come together to be the body of Christ. Only God can do that. Yes, that, that, that's worth clapping for. Only God could do that. I remember I was talking to Pastor Larry saying, yeah, you guys, you know, go for it, go for it. And I remember him telling me I used to be a prayer partner with the founding pastor, uh, uh, Sun Chen Rao. And I remember as I was encouraging Pastor Larry to, to, to do this and to take on the project of renovating First Baptist Church and you know we, we sold $10,000 into that work because we just believe in God for the body of Christ and I remember him saying um, that the one thing that uh, Sun Chen regretted was they had an opportunity to uh, buy their own building particularly those of you who know Christ the King, they had an opportunity to get that, but they, for whatever reason, they balked at it and ended up going another 15 to 20 years without a building. And I remember Larry, Pastor Larry saying, that's the one thing that Sun Chen reject, re, uh, regretted, that when they had an opportunity to move, they looked at their resources instead of God's. If you would have told me that we would pay off a $1.5 million building in eight years, I would have said you were crazy. But our hearts through prayer was soft enough to say, God, this makes no sense, but I'm gonna obey you and by God's grace and his working in your hearts and believing in the vision, look where we are now. What is God saying to you in this season that he's saying, trust me, I got you, but I need you to obey. Pray this prayer with me. Lord, help me to stop processing and obey. If you never met Jesus Christ as your Savior and you'd like to invite him into your heart as if he had his bow and every eyes closed and you're saying, Bishop Brian, I want to invite Jesus into my heart. We're not talking about joining a church. We're talking about you simply asking Jesus to come into your heart. I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you want to receive Christ, could you just lift your hand? I, I, I'm not going to ask you to say anything. I just want to make sure I, we don't overlook you. If you're online, lift your hand right where you are. Repeat after me. Everybody repeat this prayer. Dear Lord, I come to you at this moment. I'm a sinner.
And now that means is Jesus does not live in my heart. But Jesus, I believe you died for my sin. And God raised you from the dead so that I could become a child of God. So Jesus, seeing that you're alive, come into my heart. Take away my sin. Save me and make me a child of God. Thank you for hearing that prayer, Jesus. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, please email us at, p e at mail at ptspice.org or the email that is at the bottom of your screen. God bless you. And can I give you a closing blessing at this church? We don't give a closing prayer. We give a closing blessing. It's a gift from God based on Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. And so put your hands out with your palms facing towards the ceilings. James chapter 1 says, every good gift comes down from the Father of lights. And so let me bless you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grand and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor. His favor will promote you, that is, move you forward. His favor will appreciate you, not depreciate you. His favor will support you. His favor will side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with the divine purpose and destiny for your life in him this week. I bless you this week in the name and reputation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. God bless you. And you are going to have a wonderful, fantastic week in him. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.